Ah, Twitter. What a marvel you are. I think I found out that I wasn't going to fit in on that site when I discovered just how much the twits love Meghan Markle and hate Rachel Riley. Bad choices. And sure enough, I got a lifetime ban in under a month, primarily for the crime of being not left-wing. I took that as a badge of pride, frankly. If I'd been made to feel welcome in that morass of hate and derangement, I'd have been rather concerned. Whenever I get wind of what's going on on Twitter, I feel a surge of relief that I've been banned from that club. And there are a few better examples of that than whenever the topic of communism gets raised, as it did today. Because when communism is trending, then you can be sure that 90% of the twits will be in favour of it. And they're not just supportive, they're full of gushing praise, quite staggering conceit, and laughable contempt for anyone who questions the merits of communism. Despite the fact that it's the single most failed experiment in the entirety of human history. There have been many appalling, crushingly stupid ideas in human history. The anti-vaccination movement, QAnon, critical race theory. But communism is still the king, the unquestioned ruler of all of humanity's dumbest ideologies. Yet its advocates are still persuaded that they're the most enlightened, intelligent beings on the planet. Most of their defences seem to revolve around the fact that capitalism isn't perfect either. And because it isn't perfect, then it's obviously worse than communism. Now I'm going to cover the assets of free market capitalism in more depth in other films. But it's worth pointing out a few things that capitalist states have that communist ones don't. We have more than one political party. We have free elections, free choice, the liberty to change jobs or to move house. We can travel abroad, go on holidays. We have free speech to an extent. We have a vibrant and open culture. We have fiscal prosperity and material comforts, well-stocked shops and a variety of restaurants. We have an autonomous press and crucially, an independent judiciary and the rule of law. States which aspired to communism had none of these. Its supporters should try condemning communism in a communist state and see where it gets them. They're oblivious to how they enjoy comforts and liberties which were denied to a billion people for most of the 20th century. The difference between communist states and free market liberal democracies is as sharp as the distinction between heaven and hell. But remarkably, those who've been given the keys to the pearly gates yearn instead for the Stygian depths, while impugning any who have the temerity to question their superior wisdom. People who enjoy all the benefits of capitalism continually rail against them, while craving poverty and slavery instead. And poverty and slavery are the inevitable consequences of any state that aspires to communism. Any form of communism or socialism is, by definition, a collectivist ideology. It's thus inimical to individualism, or, as it's otherwise known, freedom.
communism depends on the full cooperation of every single person in the state. Yet there'll inevitably be many people resistant to it. Many who resent being stripped of liberty, of free choice. So they must be coerced. They must be denied democratic alternatives. So elections must be outlawed. They must be persuaded that the communist path is the right one. So overwhelming censorship and propaganda must snuff out all alternative ideas. Must continually bombard them to persuade them that there's no other option. Yet even this is insufficient. So a police state must be erected. It must employ terror to force the compliance of the population. And so the camps, the torture and the genocide swiftly follow. This is why every extreme collectivist and left-wing state has followed exactly the same pattern. Terror is not an aberration of the socialist communist path. It's an inevitable consequence of its implementation. In short, communism offers no carrot, so it must rely ever more regularly on the stick. Yet that's not the only consequence because it's impossible to maintain adequate levels of efficient and quality production once all incentives have been stripped from the workforce and the market, as they inevitably must under any system that aspires to communism. So production plummets, economies collapse, shortages proliferate, and famine follows. Famine struck Russia, Ukraine, China, North Korea, Cambodia, Ethiopia, Angola, and numerous other socialist states. Those who defend communism dismiss such examples as totalitarian dictatorships that have nothing to do with communism. But the truth is that communism has dictatorial totalitarianism written into its DNA. That's exactly why these disasters keep on happening. And everyone who's lived under a communist state would happily give every single one of these deluded little activists a hefty slap. And they would deserve it. Maybe it'd wake them up. There's nothing in human history that's proven more destructive. And there's nothing that's quite such colossal mountains of evidence to catalogue its monumental failures. But there'll never be enough evidence for the faithful. And despite everything that's happened... They're increasing in numbers again. And then, of course, there's Twitter. Twitter, which claims to be motivated by values, which claims to be objective, which purports to strive for impartiality and kindness. But here it is, laid bare again. Twitter is the most partisan forum on the planet. It's little more than an engine for the enforcement of politically correct far-left dogma. This is Twitter in a nutshell. It's a site that condemns and bans Donald Trump while defending and promoting Stalin. There's zero chance that Twitter would allow a single Nazi apologist on their site, yet they allow countless thousands, if not millions, to apologise, deny and defend communist genocide. I mean... We all knew this. It's just nice to see it revealed with such overwhelming, undeniable evidence. I'd like to point out that I don't want to see any of these people banned. I believe in freedom of speech, 
And I think it's a good idea to keep nutters like this in plain view, where we can keep an eye on them. Still, Twitter was started by this guy. And he's like the living incarnation of the classic cult leader. So really, what do you expect? You're bound to end up with a site populated by communists and nutters when you let this guy be in charge of the narrative. Dorsey and his successors have enormous power in deciding who gets to have a platform and who doesn't. And that might not be an entirely good thing. Anyway, if you want to really know about communism and why free market capitalism is so superior, apart from just looking out your window, I've written two books which go into enormous detail. They're called The Tyranny of the Left and they're available on the links below. Please do feel free to pick them up and let me know what you think. Thank you.